Welcome back to Dice Saga Dante. It's been a little bit since we've managed to get together, and uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've all figured it out by now. We play for a good couple of hours, and then we split that into episodes because we have children and wives and all of that stuff. We don't get to get together as much as we would like. So, it's been a minute since we've actually played together, but it's probably been oh, about a week since you heard us play together. <laughs> so... Just uh, just keep that in mind anytime you're listening. It feels like uh, we may have just plain forgot something or whatever because uh, we we have. Yeah. <laughs> or if it feels like we just made some shit up, we it, probably did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we absolutely <laughs> did. Um, like the the whole the whole basis of this show was originally that um, it's it's us being parents and still trying to to play. Yeah, like and, this this isn't we're not trying to be professional or at least I'm not. <laughs> but like uh, I always bring the professionalism. Yeah, I was. Right. Leave, I specifically right. leave it at home, um, but it's just a D and D game, and sometimes when you're playing D and D, you forget something, or you make something up, or you find something cool online, and you're like, "Hey, I want it." And yep. Your DM says no because he's mean, but like, I it's mean, just a game. And well, and see, one of the joys of like this, like you can say I want it, and most of the time I'm going to say yes, where I wouldn't if we had a whole party. Yeah, um, because. Your survivability is based solely on you and not a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And so, like, your OP is all get out. If you were in a party, you couldn't exist this way unless everyone existed this way. Right. Um, but I need you to be able to survive so I can have some fun. Uh, because if, if you can only face one dude at a time, it kind of blows for me. Right. You know, it defeats the purpose of me existing. And... <laughs> It's just me in a room. By I mean, yeah, like you can. I rolled a hit. You can straight up play that game by yourself. If it's you fighting another guy, you can just roll dice back and forth, right? Like, you know, something I always thought would be interesting, and this is a total sidebar. I always thought it'd be kind of cool if you take someone who had like like a DM, right? But they make characters and they play the story out with dice, but they're literally just writing a book. Oh, so, like, no, I, I thought you can do that. Yeah, I know you can. I'm not gonna. But, like, I, th I think it'd be cool to have someone write a book with, that they don't know how it ends. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, the reality is they actually make adventures that are designed to be ran by just you. Yeah. That is the loneliest fucking thing I can imagine. Right, yeah. What a nerd. Um, I've, actually, I've actually ran one just to see how it works. It's really interesting. Um, it's kind of like the old choose your old adventure books. but yeah. um, And then sometime after. A decent amount of the stuff is chose by dice. Yeah. So. Sometime after you ran that by yourself, you made friends, I guess? or like. No, no, I've actually done that recently just to see how it works because I was considering writing one. Um that could be played by yourself or by someone else, basically because there is a shortage of DMs in the community or, or, yeah. or GMs in the community, that this would um, basically let me be your, your GM or let the book be your GM. So you could get together with your friends. No one really knows how to GM or no one wants to. Yeah. Right? And you could still have a game that was ran by a book. Now, you could absolutely cheat easily, right? But uh, it would provide the randomness of a on-rails adventure that you don't know what's going to happen next unless you cheat. Yeah. Um, and you could still have a really good time with your friends without having to have someone across the table trying to kill you all the time. Yeah. This is a weirdly long ad for something that does not currently exist. I mean, I'm in the process. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway... I murdered a bunch of people in a jail cell, I believe. Yes, you killed a bunch of people in a jail cell. You snuck back into bed with your with your girlfriend. Um, 
slash boss. <laughs> right? Yeah, like uh, HR is going to be all over that if they ever find out. Girl, I don't think we have an HR. Yeah, you do. It's Julie at the front desk. Oh, I think I bagged her. <laughs> <laughs> She's not good at her job, okay? No one is. Um, I'm fucking awesome. In my no, life. I mean, no one else, right? Like, you and Bashar are pretty much running this place, and uh, the rest of them are mainly recruits because no one wants to work here. So, uh, But you are... To you guys fair, are the superior officers are boning, <laughs> and one of them assaulted everyone who worked at the night shift. It's true, yeah, yeah. So... I kind of get it. You absolutely it's assaulted a, the night shift. It's the definition of hostile work environment. But, uh, I mean, for scale, right? Let's talk about your about your district for scale. Um, you have, I believe I did the math, and you have right around a million people in your district. Okay, um, Somewhere in the range of about 5,000 of those people live in the rich part of town. Right. There are six police offices in the rich part of town. Rich part of town, and there's a single police station for the rest. You are in the middle of it. If you wanted to cover that entire beat in a single day, you couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, most of the law governing your um, your district watch area is gangs. Um, gangs and neighborhood watch and you know whatever right like there yeah. is a ton of crime here because there is not enough people to deal with the crime and then on top of that the gangs are taking care of the people so the people don't always even trust you right because the criminal and I, I say that in quotes the criminal element is doing more for them than you can right you know so it's it's a it's a really interesting dichotomy that's created here it's not that you're not trying. You're doing your absolute best. So one thing I'll say for the listeners at home, uh, and to kind of clarify, or it might be at work. I don't fucking know your life. Not true. <laughs> if you're listening at work, woo-woo. Talk to your HR lady. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> remember, HR is to protect the company, not you. Don't trust them. <laughs> right. Uh, where was I going? Oh, yeah. So... I'm kind of playing Batman. It's like if Batman and Zuko had a love child. The uh, funny thing is, I think when you first made this character, you it like that was kind of in the back of your mind a thought, but it wasn't. I think you were just trying to create Zuko in the Blue Shadow. Yeah. And it turned into Zuko and Batman. Yeah. As Blue Spirit, first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding, right? Uh, this is on record. I thought you brought the professional. Look, I was all Iro, so screw you. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, Essentially, I have a vigilante that does crimes um, because mostly what happens is uh, Sergeant Greystone will arrest somebody and they'll go up to the rich district and the rich district will be like, quit it, and they'll send him back and nothing bad will happen. And that, after so many times, broke a little part of his brain. So he dresses up... uh, and in district appropriate garb and savagely beats people yep um also and you you would know this because of the judiciary system but we've never truly just talked about it um so this is good information about your district you do know that there are people who are sent to the prison district on the regular for very small petty crimes right um recently in that regard 
there was someone from uh, an orc from the uh, the Blood Rage gang that was sent to the prison district, um, like within the past couple of months, right? Right. Um, because they beat up a tax collector who was in the process of beating up someone who didn't have the money. Right. Um, uh, and they were sent. They were sentenced to a uh, a year hard time. Yeah, but for that. essentially, like some other country, I don't think I have to name. Um, crimes only count if you're poor, and a lot of the the real dickheads doing real evil are in the pockets of people who aren't poor, so they get away with stuff until someone breaks their kneecaps. You're talking about everywhere in the world. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so that's the world right now. So yeah. what I'm saying is, if someone <laughs> in either case, don't talk to your HR. <laughs> you are yeah. Don't talk to HR. <laughs> um, in either case, it is it is the next morning. Uh, you guys have woken up. Um, you wake up. She's not in bed. Uh, she snuck out on you. No, no. Um, but no, she is in the kitchen and uh, she's fixing some eggs and whatnot. And she has a healthy bruise uh, the side of her face. Uh, so I'm gonna, you know, walk in. You know, who, uh, who got the drop on you? Well, what I can say is that I didn't really see it. But, you know the flooded section down by the wall? Yeah, it's one underwater. Yes. Um, there is a warehouse down there, and that's that's the warehouse that I was going to. Um, apparently someone has taken up residence in that area. Um, I'm not sure if it was a gang member or if it was someone who worked the warehouse. Um, but when I came to, I was outside that area. Um, so they, they didn't they didn't kill me and they could have um, you didn't see any marks or identifiers they got me from behind uh, what about in the area itself you know gangs have a tendency to, of marking their territory yes now that I can tell you there was a painting on some of the walls of a black hand um, and sitting here questioning someone about being in the situation that I was in, it didn't seem prudent to then go around after and asking folks about that. But uh, I do not recall the Black Hand that is recent. I don't have any records of Black Hand. And what we would know is that the river broke its banks um, sometime in the past six months or so. Yeah. And absolutely flooded an entire area down there. Um, so, if people have moved into that area and there's a gang moved into that area, it's fairly recent. And because of minimal staff, right? Like, yeah. Can't really deal with it. It's literally on the far side. So, Bashar was knocked out at the Florida District Warehouse. She saw paintings of a black hand, which is not a known gang. They could have killed it, but chose not to. Yes. Uh, is there any other information that you have? Not about this exactly. I, I know that the lead sent us down there. Um, your man that you brought in and we interviewed said that that warehouse would have been the last stop before they leave the district. 
Um, so I do believe I was in the right area. Um, I do not, however, think that traffickers would have left me alive. So I'm not entirely sure if the Black Hand is, uh, is our quarry, but they do control the area, and if they control it, they are allowing the traffickers to come in and out. That's my assessment anyway. Gotcha. There's one downside of a political intrigue or like investigative games is like in a regular D&D game, it's just like, they're bad guys, get them! <laughs> right. But here it's like, we don't know what's going on. Right. Take It's a mystery, so like I have to I have to take notes and and does well and and then also decide when diplomacy is is a good idea or a bad idea right you know that's like the blood rage gang they could have just as easily killed you you know i mean yeah you know they could have just as easily wanted to kill you and you walked right into the midst where they all were you know took a risk and it paid off but um she finishes cooking breakfast lays breakfast down for you there's uh there's some uh, river shark and eggs i uh over over breakfast as we start to eat i'm gonna ask her like uh, well obviously you should send a more proficient field agent <laughs> down to the warehouse i'm thinking smitty listen they got the jump on me all right that happens. That can happen to the best of us. It could happen to you. See, but it, but it hasn't. Sure. But you also know that my career says that uh, it shouldn't have happened to me. Which tells me that there's something weird going on down there. Or some very, very good sneakers. You think it's a vigilante? I suppose it's possible. I've not known him to just kill people. He didn't kill you? That's assuming that it was him. But I don't think it was a vigilante. I feel like he probably had his hands full with something else this time. Uh, so, how, uh, how... Wink, wink. Yeah. Because no one can hear me wink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how how's your pride feeling? Well, it can happen to anybody. You gonna send me down there alone, or are you gonna come with me for some? If you feel like you need the support, I'll join you. But I would go back on my own. Just being careful. More careful than I was, apparently. Having said, um, I was not at the warehouse. I was close to the warehouse um, when this happened. It was definitely within the realm of operation of anyone who worked in the warehouse, but I was not in it when this happened. Um, so that is important to note. There was the location I was at. There was need for stealth, but there was not need for uh, to be too careful um, because at least in my opinion as a, and my years of experience tells me that there should not have been hidden guards 
at this range. Right. I was more doing surveillance than I was trying to get in. Well, um... You know, good police work. Right. Not familiar. Um, I'm aware. 90% of the paperwork on my desk is because of you. Hey, but if it makes you feel any better, I have very little on mine. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, Actually, you have a stack of paperwork. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't... I have a desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you went through it and no, you I, found I, all I, those I, cases I, and stuff. I, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm just like... Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't have any paperwork to do. <laughs> I was say, you have a ton on your desk. Never heard of it. From when you were gone for a month. Crazy. Uh... So, um, you have closed one of those cases. No, I, no, you closed two. Yeah. A missing girl and a missing boy. Yeah, and I think there was only three, wasn't there? Uh, yeah. Well, there were three missing persons. There was other stuff. But yeah. yeah. Uh, there was an adult that went missing as well. Who cares about grown-ups? Figure it out. Kidding. Uh... So far, all my cases have been related, so if I just keep chasing the lightning, I'm sure I'll find them. Uh, I don't have much work to do here in the shop. Um, I'm waiting on some visitors from the capital. So, as far as I know, this morning we can, we can go check out this warehouse that you're so scared of and try and keep you awake this time yes well perhaps we should stop by the office on the way um at least hand out the assignments i see no reason we shouldn't very good one moment nope can't think of one <laughs> to the office <laughs> boom 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 you hear a knock at your door um bashar did you hear that <laughs> that's my reason <laughs> i'm gonna go open the door of course uh, when you open the door, you see a very... I, I, will, I will say, like, even though I'm 90% sure who it is... Yeah. Um, as I, like, go to open the door, there is a hand on a pistol. Okay. Uh, so, like, I'm prepped to quick draw, but I'm not... Right. Not actively holding a gun yeah. out. Yeah. Now, as you open the door, you see uh, a familiar face. Uh, someone you just met in the Capitol... Uh, but about three weeks ago now, um, very tall. Uh, I don't, I don't know the pathfinder pathfinder word for it. Um, is a very tall uh, Earth Genasi. Um, he is a a figure carved from stone, and he has a smile on his face. And he reaches out his arms to give you a big hug. He's like, my friend. I'll, I'll go for it. As I as I squeeze him, I'll be like, "Did you work out? You're getting kind of flabby." As I just poke stone, <laughs> and he laughs about it. He's like, "How's been the research?" Oh, I've I've made uh, considerable progress. So as you brought I. the parts, we can probably just wrap this up. I have the parts, and he just reaches into a pouch on his on his side, and he pulls out this apparatus that you know to be missing, that was what he was working on. And I have the charging element for the ammunition. And what you're seeing is a piece of the tube that you know to be gone, 
that has been infused with some sort of magic. So as the bullet passes through it, it charges the round right. and so on. So I think when two, I think everyone who's ever invented something has a touch of madness. Uh, so I think when two people <laughs> who have that spark kind of interact, I think the energy bounces up a little bit. Yeah. So I'm like, quick, come in, come in, come in, come in, look. And I just like start throwing like stuff out of the way because my shop is chaotic at best. Right. Uh, and then pull up like a, like the rifle on its little block with its like blueprints spread around it and components split out. Right. Um, you didn't tell me you had company, my lady. Uh, Bashar, this is Steen. Steen, this is Captain Bashar of the 7th District Precinct. Absolute pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Might I say that your beauty surpasses that of anyone in the cabin? And she just kind of blushes. Yeah, I'm going to kind of smirk. Uh, it's getting on your lady. Hey, we got to <laughs> keep it a secret. I am full of confidence. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> There's, I want to make a boner joke, but it feels inappropriate. <laughs> just be like, dude, you just met her and you're already rock hard. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> you see him smile. Yeah. Right? Like he, he cracks a grin and he's like, not in mixed company, son. Yes, of course. Uh, Captain Bashar, um, according to the, the talk of the land, is the most eligible bachelorette. Uh, vicious with a spear, mind you. Wow. And he kind of gives the spear a glance and he has a look in his eye that seems off, but it fades very quickly. Yeah. And, uh... Bashar, I believe you have a bunch of paperwork to do. I at least need to hand out assignments. Why don't you show up to the office whenever you feel like it, or go check out your lead. Alright. Uh, <laughs> would you like me to inform you when I head to the warehouse, or you want me to just do what I want to do all the time forever? You're going to do whatever you want to do. I have not been able to stop you for that. The only reason you're fired is because you're good at your job. Right. So, whatever you choose. All right. And she heads out and heads to the office. Uh, so, you notice about Steen. Uh, he is definitely wearing traveling clothes. He is not wearing the blacksmith's apron and stuff that you recognized him in, right? And right. he has a gigantic hammer uh, hung on his back. Um and as he kind of starts to put his stuff down, he reaches back and grabs that gigantic hammer, which you can only imagine weighs a thousand pounds. Yeah. Um, because it is the size of his chest, and it appears to be made of solid stone and crystal. I, um, I look over at my... Because I think I do minor forging. Like, I have a like a forge and everything. Yeah, you do. But it's all tinkering stuff. So, right. like, my anvil is, is super <laughs> small because it's all, you know... Right. It's, it's more tinkering than... I'm not building swords or whatever. Right. Um, so, like, I, I look at that and I'm like, scene, real quick? Yes. See how breakable that anvil is? Yes. If that hammer touches that anvil, I'm going to have to shoot you. If this hammer touches most things, it will break it. He sets it down very carefully. Shatters my floor. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it does crack the stone. Um, it doesn't shatter it, but it does crack the stone where it sits down. And you notice that he was being very careful. Yeah. It's like, that's not for forging unless you're forging something very specific. See, when I said shoot you, uh, you know, that can go a lot of different, that can mean different things. <laughs> yeah. Not to be a bit meta, but touch AC is a bit high. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was going to no. re- reach out and poke it. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so, yeah, I take him over and I show him, uh, you know, the block. Um, it's its whole issue was just... Um, not- As he sets down the traveling pack, by the way, it also seems to have a bit of weight to it. Right. Uh, like, I, not crack your floor weight, but yeah, it's heavy. I think I want to, like, like refocus up on some of the stuff. It's like, uh, not to not to be offensive or anything. Um, it looks like it's that iPad. Oh, yep. That's someone's FaceTime and Mandy, and it's attached to this as well. So. Alright, go ahead. Sorry. Um, you know, with the noise canceling, it probably didn't even pick it up. Yeah, it was just us interrupting our own game. Yeah. So, uh, not to not to hurt your pride or, or say anything bad, um, the whole issue with the block was just, it, it was rough cut forging. Um, give it a little more of a gnomish twinkle. Uh, file here, burr there. And there we go. See? Now this is why I sent the parts with you. Right. The block, fully operational. The hammer, uh, and I point up to, to uh, some of the like blueprints and up here, uh, you'll see you have it set at this configuration, which that's fine yeah. to, to make it cycle. But at the end of that cycle, it's not in the right place to start the cycle again. So if you swap this gear with this one and you change the ratio oh yes yes i see this would be able to put its start position and its finish position at the same place very good very good um the magazine i again it was some burrs it's at an experimental place right Um, yeah absolutely but i didn't have all the pieces so i couldn't really experiment with it and he hands you the piece you're missing right Right. uh (laughs) so i'm gonna Slot. Now we have it. Let's right. put it together. Uh, so I slot that in the into the magazine, and it fits perfectly. Uh, before we continue too much, I think this piece will also, and I kind of slide over the ammunition. I've adjusted the formula uh, to give it a little more, little more velocity. Uh, oh yes. I think at the range uh, a, a rifle like this will be operating at, it needed a little more. Yes, I noticed you shortened the cartridge. Yes. A hair. Yeah, that was uh, partially to help with the with the block the and how, how it rotates. Yes. Right, right. Very uh, good. And the sight aperture, I'm particularly proud of, and I I show them that. And that one's just good to go. Right. I don't remember what I did to it. I can't remember. I, I can't remember what it was. Um, it's been too long. Right. Because <laughs> that wasn't even the last session. That was that was the like, one before. Yeah. Or even the one before that, maybe. <laughs> uh, so. Theoretically, that was somewhere around 10 to 12 episodes ago. If we swap out these gears and change this ratio, um, and put the magazine together, then everything will be at least in the experimental stage with the block and the sight aperture being fully operational. Well, let's do it. I have all the parts. You have all the knowledge. Between the two of us, we should be able to make this happen. Uh, yeah, and I'll 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 roll for that. Okay, and you get a plus fifteen to that roll. Jesus Christ! Yep, because he's helping you. The lowest I can roll is forty-five. You know that, right? Yes. And I have advantage on these. Yes. Um. 
58. Okay. <laughs> Roll one more. Um. <laughs> 49. Okay. And one more for the third piece that's still experimental. Because there were five total and three were questionable, yeah? Yeah, 56. Okay. All right. What did you say your lowest was? 49. Between the two of you, you couldn't have failed it, but only just. Yeah. Like, just putting it out there. Yeah. Because the DC is 44. Yeah. When you said 45, I was like, I'm going to make him roll. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> just because I'm going to yeah. make him roll anyway. And that, that 49 uh, was a four. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's not a good roll. I know. But, yeah. The, the low, like, the, the failure DC was 44. So, yeah. like. You could not have failed it, but I right. I, I wanted you to roll so it that because puts, it's funny. Um, that puts all of that at, at least experimental? Right, yep. It is put together and it is experimental. You have no idea the power of this weapon because it is still in testing phases, right? Yeah. Like, um, But it is at least in the experimental phase. So um, he's going to look at you. He's going to hold up the rifle. It is obviously not built for a person of his size. Right. Um, and he's going to hand the rifle back to you um, with the magazine or with the, the ammunition aperture that he brought. This rifle glistens with a cool blue tone to the metal. It is not bright in any way, but it does have that magical essence about it. This is a magical rifle. Right. Um, and he hands it over to you. Do you have a firing range? 